When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, with me as always. It's your girl. Kristen Stuttered. That's right. Wow. Kristen, we are nearing the end. Can you hear it in my voice that it's almost over? Of hashtag ceremony season. Uh, and this will be the last time we watch a, an induction ceremony. Do you promise? Yes, I, I have tricked you in the past, but I promise this is this is the last one we'll be watching before Ever? we go before and the watch live it live. One. It, and so this is uh, exciting and also relieving, I would think, for you. Certainly. Uh, it's relieving to my calendar yeah. as well. Yeah. These are hard to schedule. And with us for the the final induction ceremony watch, a return guest, someone uh, we're happy to have back, very funny uh, writer, comedian, Scott Gardner. Hello. Scott, Hi. Welcome back. Uh, happy to be here. And yeah, you're right. There's like the, the, the just time wise to do this. It's uh, we had to carve out like a sizable chunk. It's unacceptable. <laughs> Even if we didn't stop and start, if we somehow were just talking over the actual broadcast, like live co- a commentary, would be a three, three and a half hour endeavor it would be alone? Three, it would be three, yeah, at least. Wow. Um, this is why he undersells it to people. How long did he tell you you no, were going to no, be no. here today? Oh, no, he absolutely accurate. Uh, I've not been swindled. Now I, okay. I oversell it just because I know how these go. Okay. So now I need to make sure, and I try to, I don't know if you got this as we were talking, Scott. I tried to give you an out. <laughs> I, constantly, <laughs> I constantly was like, listen... I under- this is going to take five hours, probably. Mm-hmm. If that is too much, I understand. I think you said my name in this. Like, Scott, here's the time. <laughs> yeah, Scott, right. if you need... Which is sort of like... It's very rare that my like my wife or my parents say my first name, but I know it's something grave if they do. <laughs> so I knew you meant business with yes, that. 100%. Uh, um, but, you know, this, I, I'm, I'm on board. I know what I'm in for. And I feel like... I have a history of being a, a, a glutton for podcast punishment. Uh, uh-huh. Having done, I, I host a theme park uh, a podcast called Podcast the Ride, and we did uh, uh, 19 straight episodes about Universal City Walk that came out <laughs> oh 19 days in a row. God. All we analyzed and went to every store uh, at Universal City Walk, <laughs> and this took. I mean, they came out 19 days in a row. We didn't like practically do it. There was that's like physically impossible, right? But, but we did have to. We spent like an entire summer constantly 
going up there, including one run and that, that was just place to is like terrible. Uh, well, I mean, that's one like, assessment. Yeah, that's the popular. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's also acquired... fascinating. It is a place where you could just be like, oh, I'm going to the movies. Oh, look, there's a Smash Mouth concert happening next to me. <laughs> yes. Like, mm-hmm. there if is you're not lucky, that... if they get that it, yeah. caliber. Uh, or like uh, a Smash Mouth cover band. <laughs> or, yes, yeah, yeah, more a like the Sunwalkers. A marching say... band doing <laughs> their Smash Mouth tribute. Only the chorus of All Star over yeah. and over again. Marching bands loop, uh, I feel like. Um, yeah, oh, there's, so there's, a, there's a precedent here for you being willing to put in the time for uh, the greater podcast good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, you know, I, I don't uh, value my, my own time, I guess. <laughs> and I, yeah, I just want to give it back. Incredible. To, to the people. The more, the more time-wasting the way humanly possible. So, so this sounds great. Scott, have you been following uh, anything Hall-related uh, for this year, for this year's uh, ceremony? Um, I don't know anything about what, like, what's happening. I you so know we, we talked being... a little about the inductees because I... You know, I'm slightly more attuned to this stuff than a lot of people, I guess. I have, mm-hmm. I've watched ceremonies before. We were just reminiscing about the 2002 one with the talking heads. Uh, uh, that was a highlight, but the reminiscing um, <laughs> fully. <laughs> wow. Um, fond memories of all of inductions past. Well, there's seven inductees this year, Scott. Can you name them? Um, oh, geez. I think I can most of them because we, because like, yeah, really strong lineup. OGs. One of the str- I'm sure as you've said on here, lineup, one yeah. of the best ever. So what? It's it's Def Leppard, Janet Jackson, Radiohead, uh, the Zombies. Mm-hmm. Big deal for me. Love the Zombies. Seeing them live multiple times. Really, really happy for the Zombies. Um, but oh, am I b- bombing out now? Um, what, what? There's like, a, am I missing one that's more like R and B? No, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Um, who and the last Queen two... of R and B, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> the last two are uh, British yeah. bands. Did I, I did, did I say Def Leppard? I did, did say Def Leppard. There's um, a lot of British bands. You've said two <laughs> so far. Yeah, I know. There's more still. Um, why am I forgetting? I get. Yeah, it is still mostly British bands. One is New it? Wave, uh, and one I would say is Glam. If I had to put them into a category, you would put them in Glam. <laughs> I think they're they're. I think they're like well, the Rox- Roxy music. Yeah. Would you okay. say Roxy music are like uh, glam? No, just because they're like Brian Ferry's the... hips are all waggy. But would also, you they call... were ex- exceptionally stylish in a way that no band kind of was before. I them. guess I think of glam as Twisted Sister. <laughs> yeah, like like I think of it as like kind of you know hair metal in a okay, way interesting. glam rock i think me. of the band slade that i don't actually right. know in any way i slade only know them next to the word glam maybe t-rex and yeah anyway. or like There's... late bowie i guess could be glam or like late 70s bowie so i mm-hmm. guess that 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 if you're thinking of it that way I then kind of yes am, yeah then yes all right and then there's music. there's a new wave british band why is uh, this one not coming to me i've read i know it essentially the first new wave band According to Joe, I from from England of of those like it's not, English. It's not the Human League. I can't <laughs> well, imagine they're giving it to the Human the. League. It does um, start with the. And bugging me. It was Joe's biggest snub. Okay, so yeah. I don't know if that helps you. In that you uh, like in years past, just was, in the in the fact of I thought he they, loved this band. They there's no reason why they weren't in. I thought there were no good reasons that you could point to. 
They're also the cure. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. What a good line! I was it's like, a really great line. There's yeah. not a, one of these that you couldn't say at least one song that you cool. really like. I, th- I think for most people, uh, uh, it seems like Def Leppard is like closer to the. Uh, the old fart rock end mm-hmm. of things that they tend to gravitate towards, but I was I'm a latecomer. I'm really I'm real picky with Def Leppard. Uh, I don't really care about Pour Some Sugar, mm-hmm. but I think Photograph and Hysteria. Yeah. I get like goosebumps even mentioning them. Those are Wait, angsty. You really do. I love those. I really like both of those. Songs. Oh, can you feel it? Yeah, there's <laughs> a. Uh, have you seen the performance of them doing that on a show called Crossroads? Yes, we talked about with this. Taylor Swift. We, yes. Oh yeah, we did talk. The about show this. Crossroads I forgot is about bonkers. That. Yeah, Crossroads, in general, is that the one that's in Austin? Uh, I or Nashville. Oh, uh, it's somewhere. Or they, I don't know if it has a set place where it is, but the concept is taking country music artists and pairing them with someone who's not country music. Taking country music artists and having them cover Bone Thugs in Harmony. Well, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, and what they did with, we talked about Taylor Swift and Def Leppard. It was, Taylor was like 19 at the time, and they played both. You know that, because that was the album that (laughs) that she had out at the time. (laughs) She does nicely, like, categorize. You know know how old she is, based on 1989. Adele Adele does that. But but Taylor Swift has a song called 22 from... In 1989 is an album. It's not... I'm not off, but I'm wrong. In terms of... (laughs) Easier to tell age than a lot of artists. But they not only played Def Leppard songs, they played Taylor Swift songs. And what so did they cover again? What did they do? Like you it's belong to me, like or like yeah, like earlier. Yeah. Whoa, because it was it was country Taylor at that point, uh, right? And pour some sugar on me with Taylor, a nineteen year old Taylor is, and maybe even younger is gross. It's like doesn't mm-hmm. feel okay <laughs> watching oh. it. Sure, because with these old lecherous men, uh, yeah, like twice or more than twice. More her like age, Jeff really. Letcher. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Bye. But Photograph was like the one that worked well because that's yeah, like a yeah. pop song. I really uh, loved Hysteria for some reason. I've like gone back and watched that every once in a while because her uh, adoration for the band is very strong. Her as a child of 1989, you can mm-hmm. tell this was like cassette rock for her. And yeah. she just sings it really uh, uh, reverently and, and they sound really good too. I don't necessarily care about Taylor Swift or Def Leppard that much. For some reason, that performance the I alchemy, think is fantastic. Like kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Recommended. We And we talked about her as a potential person to induct Def Leppard given oh, their history. Yeah. But they sure. have announced... Uh, who it has been leaked or announced? I don't know oh. who's going to induct Def Leppard. Oh, and it will be someone that we brought up during the Def Leppard episode with Patrick Fabian, Brian May from uh, Queen, the oh, guitarist from Queen. I didn't see that. I I would say I look at one out of every four of our mentions, or like I understand <laughs> like one out of every On four of media, the things yeah. that happen in our social media account. Because somebody else, we know somebody else who's inducting someone else. Correct. So they're, they're I don't bit, remember who, though. <laughs> uh, Just in one eyeball out the other. The idea of it registered, but not <laughs> yeah. the name. I was like, we do know who's inducting, mm-hmm. but I didn't. that was one I didn't know. And we know who's inducting Roxy Music. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it's two people. Uh-huh. And it's and not Hall & Oates. No. It's no. Like, <laughs> it's two it's people not. from a band yeah. that were very influenced by Roxy Music and are more famous than Roxy Music. Uh, and you might not know them. I would assume you would know the one guy's name, uh, but you would more so know the band, and it's Duran Duran. Oh, yeah. It's the guy, Simon cool. LeBon and... Simon uh, LeBon and John Taylor. Yeah. 
That's too. right. Duran Duran is inducting Roxy Music. That's interesting. That also, that's heir apparent. That's interesting. Yes. And that bodes well for the wild boys getting in. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes, it's both appropriate, but it's also a little bit of uh, doing your uh, due diligence here to yeah. get yourself inducted. Which is smart. Oh yeah, start cozying up to the the rock hall bigwigs mm-hmm. to yeah. uh, put in the work, play the game. You had people on the show, but they aren't. Fr- are they from it? Seymour Stein and yeah. they he's are a, from the organization. He's a okay, current okay. Uh, nominating committee member. He's been inducted. Oh, as a record executive. <laughs> Who inducted him? Did someone do Ice it? Tea. Oh my Whoa. god, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Is there a thing you can point to with him that's like that's he was responsible he for this guy? He signed guy's Madonna and he signed the Talking Heads. And he Jeez. signed the Ramones oh. and he signed Ice T. He signed The Cure, he signed The Replacements, The Smiths, Depeche Mode. Uh Holy shit. And the list might go on. Uh <laughs> I bet it does. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I bet it does. <laughs> but those alone, yeah. Yeah, wow. He was, Jeez, he was the founder great. Of Sire Records. Oh, uh, okay. I've heard of this. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, do you think there's a political people. component to this? Do you think people have to go like put do in FaceTime? Or... There's a political. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You've you've oh, seen this from wow, every Scott. angle. How sweet! <laughs> what a sweet idea. No, it's just Don't they all just on earn merit. it with their they rock. They sit there and earn it with their rock, and once they get a certain number of rock points, they are automatically in, put on the nom- on the ballot. People just see how hard they shred, and then Listen, they get in. We all know that rock is objective. <laughs> you and, just look at the stats, okay? and that, that's enough. There you have it. Well, let's no talk biases. about the ceremony that we're going to be watching tonight. Uh, oh yeah, because I don't know. I don't it's know which one. going to be the. 2017 induction oh i'm worried i've seen this already oh no is when i don't get it right (laughs) so and i really should get it right because you were doing the podcast not probably the first one you covered live as it happened was 2018 yes correct Uh but joe went to this one this is when i and there's only one person that i know is on it for sure right so i'm going to or one fan i'm gonna read the ballot who was on the ballot this year and there are six acts that were inducted, and you guys will try to guess, and then we will watch, and that will be the answer. But watch if we don't learn. guess, do we not have to watch it? <laughs> is it wow, in our interest to not that. win? I really do. It is always in your interest to win. Okay, here is who's on the ballot for 2017. Bad Brains, The Cars, Shaka Khan, Chic, Depeche Mode, Electric Light Orchestra, the Jay Giles Band, Jane's Addiction, Janet Jackson, Joan Baez, Joe Tex, Journey, Kraftwerk, MC5, Pearl Jam, Steppenwolf, Tupac Shakur. Shakur? Shakur. Shakur. <laughs> How about just Shakur. Tupac? Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Let's save you some embarrassment. Tupac. <laughs> uh, yes, and the Zombies. Yes, and... Uh, oh all right. So I'm gonna and Scott, if you want to join Kristen, so you can I'm look at the piece of paper. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Come oh, on over. We'll I don't, take I don't a expect look. you to yeah. remember all those names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Dumb. Well, now, we know a couple of these are this year, so yeah. you can you can cross off the zombies. And For you can sure. Cross off. Um, I know the other one. Well, who else? Wait, you just said them. Uh, I'll, so uh, Janet, Janet. Janet is up. Yeah. No. And I, I know no bad brains is getting into the rock and roll. <laughs> That's right. Hey, that's it was insane happening. that they were on the ballot at all. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. So bad brains. No. Uh, cars got inducted 
this last year, 2018. Okay, all right, yeah. So yeah. they don't get so in. Uh, Chaka was on the ballot again this year mm-hmm. with Rufus, so she's not in. I know Time that. to do it. I'm a, yeah, uh, I'm good. a proponent. I of think Chaka. Chaka has a better chance getting in on her own than with Rufus, which is kind of a confusing. Rufus and is not, not a man, mm-hmm. too. Rufus is a band. Is the band right? right. I didn't right. Know Nobody that. really knows Rufus, but everybody knows Chaka Khan. And a lot of her big hits. I, I don't think I feel for you was Rufus. I don't no. think uh, what's the through the fire. Uh, yeah, it was solo. The, so. But to, tell me something. Good was uh, through the wire. Yeah, I just heard the Kanye remix today in the car. Through the wire. Um, but nice one. that's a good that's Kanye a, speed up. Wow, one of the yeah, great speed yeah. ups. <laughs> Rufus also, is also you know just back t- is tell me something good mm-hmm. and ain't nobody. Anyway, oh, ain't nobody. Gosh, Shaka oh. got to get Rufus? in. Yeah, so I okay, think what they need well. to do is Shaka Khan slash Rufus. Yeah, I think that's how you do it. Sure. As and then you to... just got to endure that the members of Rufus, who no one can name, mm-hmm. who Shaka herself can't name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. sure they're good guys, though. All Let right. them in. Um, Let them all in. Jump, let's jump back all into right. this. All right. So then we know that Sheik doesn't get in because Nile. this is going to be the year that they backdoor Nile Roger in through the oh. uh, musical excellence musical category. You know, that's category. a similar syndrome, and I'm not going to say I disagree with that because who else is Sheik? Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. I can't name this a Sheik. Is... Nile's career, especially as a producer, is more significant yeah. than Sheik as a band. And yeah, like... that's a better way to acknowledge, I feel. Um, okay, so I also then, it's funny the way you said Depeche Mode, he said Depeche Mode, mm. uh, but they are not in. I know that. I don't think they are. They're not. I, they're just not. They, it, because <laughs> They're simply just not. They are simply not in. I just know that they are simply not, and I think that is because other people say it a lot, and it finally sunk in. I mean, earlier I was like the first yeah, uh, the British New Wave, new wave band, band is yeah, the cure. Is so the cure. Oh, yeah, so, so it's yeah. definitely not... Depeche Mode. People are too passionate about the music of Depeche Mode for them to get in. Yeah, you you guys say Depeche Mode, and I say Depeche Mode. Yeah, you say Depeche Mode, and I say Depeche Mode. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Or is it? Let us us know. Tweet at us. Tweet at us if you thought that was an interesting uh, sidebar. (laughs) Or let's call the whole thing Yeah, exactly. Oh, do we not have to watch it? Uh, ELO, (laughs) they get in this year. They're in. That's yes. So ELO You said six, all told? Six, yeah. All right. That's ELO, yes. Jay Giles Band, no, but they keep getting nominated. But For this is like reason, the fourth yeah. time they were nominated or something. It's, yeah. Uh, I th- think it's third or fourth. Uh, Jane's Addiction, I do not believe is in, but I could be wrong. If we That's, loop back around and we don't have the six, I might yeah. keep them yeah. in consideration. I'm, the, I'm fuzzy. I'm not they're sure. on a maybe. Janet is a no. no. Joan is a yes. And uh, Taylor Swift, I think, is the oh. one who inducts her. All right. Uh, Joe Tex, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Journey is a yes. Journey is a yes. You, I, think I, I think I remember you posting videos. Of this I think is where I was aware of your fascination with this area. Um, and uh, Steve Perry was a no for performing on the stage. Um, <laughs> though I heard he just performed, this is late breaking, via somebody's Instagram. I think he just performed on stage, I believe, last night as we recorded this with Whoa. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you guys, I have a story about... Fred Durst's son for off the air. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh boy! I'm gonna text it to our group. Chat. Uh, <laughs> right, Kristen. Really if you want to hear it, yourself. That I have a story about uh, this that Steve I just. Perry found out. also loves eels. Oh yeah, they yeah. that was his first public appearance. Yeah. in a while, Wait, right? Eels, like a huge fan of eels, the band. Yeah, eels. okay, not the you know, species and, and eels. Yes, yeah. It's Mark, just funny that you said eels because you're. Are you trying to do it like eagles? Like, I think eels is eels and not the eels. 
Yeah. I really think it's more so than the Eagles. I think you're the right. Eagles, eels? Slash the Eagles. I think they're it's the eels. eels. No, I think they're Eels. <laughs> no, wait. That's so weird. You don't Steve allow that. There has to be a the. Well, it's a, you know, just colloquially. Okay, there so is. Journey, so, yes. Journey, yes. Craftwork, yes. no, because no. they got nominated this year. Same with MC5. Oh, thank you for helping me. Um, Pearl Jam, yes. This was the, if we're saying this was the Letterman, we're going to watch that. Yeah. Okay. Pearl Jam is a yes for Scherzies. Uh, oh boy, Steppenwolf. I don't think so. That's really wild. That didn't happen. I think it's our last two. I think it's uh, Tupac and yes. It's Tupac and yes. Yeah. Okay. So you guys and Tupac and uh, Pearl Jam are both potential FYEs here. First year eligible. Oh. Just letting you know. Okay. First year eligible on the ballot. So you're saying Electric Light Orchestra, Joan Baez, Journey, Pearl Jam, Tupac, and yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems bulletproof. Uh, let's... Mm-hmm. Watch the ceremony and oh. then find out the proceedings. <laughs> and also, Nile Rogers was a side prediction, right? For musical. Excellence. Oh yeah, I mean that's a. I know at that at this point for sure. You, this is the only ceremony you haven't watched before we get to. What yeah, you've already seen. before we get to. All the- right, let's watch and see how it goes. Welcome back, everybody. We have watched the. First half of the 2017 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, you guys did a perfect job. You uh, perfectly predicted the inductees this year. It is, of course, Pearl Jam, Tupac, Yes, uh, Electric Light Orchestra, Joan Baez, and Journey with Nile Rodgers in the musical excellence category. Uh, and we open up with Roll Over Beethoven, the uh, Chuck Berry song, because Chuck Berry had just passed. So this is the tribute performance. And appropriately enough, because Electric Light Orchestra was being inducted that year, that is a song that's already in their repertoire. Two birds with one stone. <laughs> and this is where we learn that Scott Gardner does not like fakes. All right, he <laughs> doesn't like phonies. Doesn't like phonies. <laughs> He's Holden a regular Caulfield Holden moment. Caulfield over here. He said. And anything that seems too rehearsed, baby, not gonna pass the Gardner test. And perhaps right? not rock and roll is is the point, right? Yeah, maybe that's what I'm saying. Well, I think that's how I feel with these ceremonies in general. Like, I think that. The way they do these ceremonies today seems very polished and very produced, mm-hmm. and I like the vibe that I've sensed from the the like eighty seven, eighty eight ones where they didn't even have a plan of how to fit everyone on the stage. Where it's just like a it's like a jammed a barn full of chickens, and there's like seventy six <laughs> legends on stage, and you can't hear them all, and yeah. they're all. Like smacking into each other's faces with a guitar. Do you know the one I'm talking about? There's like a yes. early jam that Chuck those, Berry's probably in. Those first, those first few years, they obviously were not produced for an HBO telecast. Sure, you know, yeah. They initially with the the first induction ceremony, they did not know, and maybe they're a little bit scared to ask the inductees to perform because these uh-huh. are the legends of rock and roll. Uh, Chuck Berry, Ray Charles, James Brown. Uh, will and they were they... like, "Wow, will they show up to this thing we made up?" Yeah, I mean, honestly, because <laughs> it was were... it sort of like rinky dink. Was it in a way like, "Let's, I don't know, let's try." Will this thing have any credibility at all? They had instruments on stage. <laughs> Paul Sha- Paul Schaefer was there to kind of ring lead, band lead. Should something happen, and the idea was. At the end, after they give all the speeches and stuff, if anybody wants to get up and play, they can. And 
everyone did. <laughs> so it's such a crowded, messy thing. Wait, but they didn't play all the bands that were getting inducted. The artists did not play. So, like, obviously Elvis wasn't there. So it was just more like speeches. Well, well I mean... Chuck Berry was there. Jerry Lee Lewis was there, but then so was Boy, that like that guy. You can't get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> so he was is around. Keith Lamprey. Richards, you know, was there. You know, uh, maybe you call him Little Richards. Keith Richards. Oh. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I think Jeez. also. I mean, there were just a bunch just... of people who were there, like like Steve Winwood's the there and like in your voice. Yeah, well the the idea that you would think after all this I, I would was... call him Little Richards. I just thought you misspoke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I was ready to jump. Joe, I'm starting to think Joe doesn't hasn't done his rock homework. Yeah. Clearly I, doesn't know it's So there. that's what they used to, I mean there's an early one where and I think it's very funny because John Popper uh is there, you know, in the first one, not in the first one, but oh. one of those early ones where at the end it would just be kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. And he is going to town on a harmonica solo, John Popper from Blues Traveler. Oh, yes. And he, the microphone is not picking up his Jeez. harmonica solo. <laughs> no. So there's this great big fat man sweating and just like going to town on a harmonica and nobody can hear it. Wow. But I think Paul Butterfield, who. Oh, yeah. We know Paul about. Butterfield Blues Band, baby. <laughs> also, Recent harmonica convert. player. Uh, oh. Yeah, big big time harmonica. Yeah, okay. Player. Was, you know, had passed by the time he was finally inducted Mouth in 2015, harp. but mm. was around with in some of those early uh, inductions just to, like, be there and to. Uh, and to he got up on stage. To fill out the sound in case it needed a, a, a sick harmonica riff. They no. don't need. Uh, any filling out <laughs> there's truly sometimes like 50 people on stage but yeah, yeah. you know now with now that it's produced for hbo things are much more rehearsed and produced i just say that because scott had seen elo perform that song mm-hmm. live on their recent tour and he was saying that it felt like very rehearsed and then watching it there it was almost like you know note for note Deja move vu. for move mm-hmm. head tilt mm-hmm. for head tilt <laughs> You know, a big cello arm swing yeah. for big mm-hmm. cello arms arm swing. Um, that was my because we okay. I well, let me preface this by saying really like ELO, big ELO fan. Like mm-hmm. of all the, I'm glad this was the one I ended up uh, doing to get to see uh, those songs and uh, see the cool pictures and their cool yeah. logo and their right. double and the, uh, that, drums with that logo that on it. Package was really good. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Uh-huh. And I think... Uh, yeah, cool Chris, old video, like weird old variety so shows and shit. many songs. That's what I wrote down, too. I yeah. figured if someone didn't really know what they were getting into, watch that package, and you're like, oh, I know at least 10 ELO songs well, probably more. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And you dig a little deeper also they're not one of those only the hits are good yeah. there's there's deeper ones uh, uh my friend uh, danny jelinek uh, turned me on to their like space themed album that's way more synthy in the uh very maybe very tail way end of the 70s or synth-y? 1980 uh yes more yes <laughs> somehow like it's not I'm, even I'm you curious. lose the guitars and the bass and it's more like everyone's playing a keyboard in this music videos from that era <laughs> where there's like eight keyboards all going yeah. to town this is so called funny. Here Everyone's is the News. It's really manic and insane, and I really like it. That uh, is so um, funny because literally the first note that I wrote about ELO was lot of pianos. <laughs> I didn't realize Yes was going to be coming over to knock them out of the piano yeah, game. Yeah, not even but... a question. That, yeah, <laughs> really big dictum in the piano department. in the package. Uh, but we get, so Danny Harrison, George Harrison's son, inducts ELO. Gives, oh, yeah. Gives a cute speech. Uh, he and... does it after the package. 
He yeah, after the package, and it's uh, you know, there's obviously a personal connection because when he was a little kid, his dad was uh, involved with Jeff Lynn projects, and talks about seeing his uh, his dad disappear from the crowd, and then suddenly is on stage with ELO. And they're playing Johnny Be Good and how it's like Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And then the camera cuts to Michael J. Fox, who, if you're watching the uh, the broadcast, you've already seen Michael J. Fox. They've like shown him before. They show him in the like opening credit kind of sequence of just like crowd shots. When they're talking about, yeah. Uh, so it needs to be noted. It gets such a huge pop because I was in the audience for this one and... No one in the audience knew that Michael J. Fox was even there. So he says back the future and the, one of the, sc- the cameras cuts to Michael J. Fox and it is like, wait a second, what? He's okay. And like people nearly stand up and applaud. It was cool. Yeah. I liked that. Also, I said while we were off mic, I said, Joe, I'm going to be quizzing you about what you were doing during every moment of this uh, ceremony because I was like, oh, you know, maybe at a certain point he went and got himself a beer. Maybe he took a comfort break, as mm. we will discuss what mm. those are later. No, no, And no, no, apparently no. I have two choices. Joe was either sitting in his seat or standing up in front of his seat. Yeah, I didn't. If, if you thought for one moment I'm going to just like casually go to the bathroom while something is happening get real no i'm diehard five hours yeah and i'm diehard baby (laughs) this is church you don't just get up willy-nilly you're at a house of worship Uh, um i i have an observation about the the danny harrison speech which which is which i did like and was very heartfelt but i think he went all in on this specific strand which was like he, he he continually refers to Jeff Lynn as like as the spaceman, yeah, Mr. Spaceman. spaceman himself. And he, you know, and he beamed down into my house, uh, <laughs> coated in moon dust. <laughs> Out he walked, Mr. Martian. And I, I don't, um, though I just said they did a space themed album. I don't think he, <laughs> you did Jeff, it, Jeff yes. Lynn otherwise, maybe that description would apply for a, a, a Bowie type who is more actively space oriented and dressed stranger, but to or me, Ace Jeff Freely. Lynn. Oh, sure, yes. Oh, yes, <laughs> the yeah, literal yeah, space absolutely. Man. <laughs> a, spa- a spaceman. Uh, um, but Jeff Lynn to me just kind of wears like leather jackets and turtlenecks and sunglasses, and sunglasses which yeah. are not spacey. And he's not even. I mean, we will get to this, but the parallels between the ELO yes thing. It's like they are. They have some similar vibes to them. They're cousins for sure. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's that's about right. And I guess ELO is. I, I guess you know. Uh, yes, is a much more wizardy type thing. Uh huh. And yet, yeah. the who we got to see on stage making the speeches. Uh, one of the only two people who came up was only Jeff Lynn and Roy Wood mm-hmm. from the band Wizard, spelled with two Z's. <laughs> so true. you've got. You, uh, so again, they're they're yeah, big cousins. A lot of overlap. You got spaciness in both sides. You got wizardiness on both sides. I was delighted to see Roy Wood. I thought yeah. Roy Wood had passed away. I, I don't know much don't about know that who guy. That is. So Roy Wood was in a band called The Move with Jeff Lynne, which was uh, what kind of came before and evolved into Electric Light Orchestra. Which oh baby, The Move is fantastic. I only know like the hits of that band, mm-hmm. but I can hear the grass grow is a blast. Let That's me a tell hell you. 
also song. the move is a great name for a band. Yeah. That it I mean that's yeah. the move. Like, ooh, what <laughs> a good that's move. a good name. Uh, mm-hmm. and so Roy and Jeff, it was like kind of their idea to make this concept of the electric light orchestra. And even though Je- uh, Roy was only on that first album, he's inducted with him as not only a founding member, but someone who kind of came up with the concept in the package. They talk about how he was, he would play Hendrix riffs on the cello. Yeah. And it was that kind of idea that kind of took them to what ELO became. Mm-hmm. And the o- only other two people they induct with the band, cause there were a lot of musicians who came in and out of ELO uh, are a guy named Richard Tandy and a guy named Bev Bevan. Bev Bevan no. is what? Yeah, <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. The the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a lot of dudes Wait. named like this: Mitch Mitchell, no. James Jamerson, and yet uh, no, those are like real names. Benny Benjamin, but Bev Bev. <laughs> 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 Like that, yeah. that don't like Chris, Robin Robinson. That makes sense. You Chris, know? Chris Christopherson would <laughs> Chris be one of these. Chris Christie's in the Rock and Roll of Fame just because of the name structure. Um, yeah. So Bev Bevins. Bev Bevan didn't show up, and what? I don't. He was Bev the drummer, not in Bell Bev Devoe, yeah. not in Bev Bev. <laughs> Bev Bev Bill, Bill Bev Devoe. <laughs> Bill Bev. Bill comma Bev comma Devo. Uh, oh boy. And Richard Tandy's still with the group, but he didn't show up because he had some other gig or something. It was very <laughs> weird when that kind of shit happens. He had a wedding to play. We found that the Brit- British people tend not to care as much about the hall, and like they won't show up hmm. for a you know variety of underwhelming reasons. Well, they don't live there, and then they and then they. <laughs> well, I guess it's not. It doesn't happen in Cleveland typically. Right? No, it's either Brooklyn or Cleveland. Sometimes it does. It goes back and forth. Well, this one is a British Brooklyn. person is not going to go to Cleveland. It's literally further, and all of the <laughs> yeah. stereotypical reasons right. do not want to go to Cleveland. Uh, but uh, yeah, so only Roy Wood gives a very quick speech, and then Jeff Lynn gives a speech that's mostly about how he sung into a big pipe when he was a boy to learn what a chord is. It's like such a fake story. <laughs> I it's believe so, it. But no, it's literally like he's like, when I was a kid, me, me dad would be singing <laughs> into a pipe and he'd make a note and I'd and then I'd, you know, I was a little boy. So I'd go over there and I'd sing me little voice into the pipe and oh, and that's harmony. And that's where I learned harmony. And that's why I'm a singer today. Good like, night. <laughs> what? Yeah. And me no. dad would reward me with a potato. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I don't buy it. And they do uh, Evil Woman and Mr. Blue Sky. Uh, which are the songs that I would pick if I had to pick two for yeah. them to perform. You don't miss a good... You, you know, I... All right. I did have a good time when I saw them live, and to hear all of those mega-hit songs, especially those, is very exciting. I think I was just... What I was saying is it feels very Vegasy. It feels very mm-hmm. slick. It feels like they... If you saw them... If you followed them on tour, you would see the exact same thing 30 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And I was being driven especially crazy. I think I, in a therapy-like revelation with you guys, realized that I do not like backup <laughs> singers. Yes. I think I find you... backup singer business really corny. Mm-hmm. Like that they both, in it's... Evil Woman, they put up their hands and they both get, they both go, ha, ha, and, and then put them back down. <laughs> I found that so le- Who likes that kind now, of thing? Now, here's the thing. I will say this. Because uh-huh. I have, I mean, I truly... I was going in hard on Elvis Costello's backup singers for doing some corny ass movements. I think it is almost impossible for backup singers to do anything and look cool. Like, yeah, it's there. It is a really fine line. It's either you do nothing. 
You know, you the, are you the, can stand. The best business is probably tambourine. Like that's yeah. as good as it gets. Yes, but that's something. Even that, but yeah. like if you're four people in a row or three people or however many the problem is one person doing something and the other person not doing anything looks bad. You can't have that. Two people <laughs> doing different things looks bad. Mm-hmm. And then two people doing the same thing looks corny. It's just yeah, hard. You can't it's, win. It's, there's, it's a no-win situation. The best you can do, honestly, is literally sway and snap. The sway snap is like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the it. best move. Yeah, but I ugh. and you, I, you see so why bored. these things have developed. Why these backup singer tropes? Uh, uh, yeah, right. It helps if I, I like when they're playing like a big gourd with a bunch of uh, like beads all over it. Oh, like sort yeah, of an indistinguishable. Yeah yeah, 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 the gourd shaker. The, I, uh-huh. I trust the they know the what it is. They this looks like a complicated mechanism. So per, uh, no, nowhere worse. But if Mike, Mike Carlson, auxiliary percussion. <laughs> that's the word. That's that. That helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of percussion, just quickly. Someone did bang on a fire extinguisher during Mr. Blue Sky. <laughs> Should be noted. Tink, 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 yep. tink. I kind of liked that. Yeah, that was at least was a, unexpected. You don't see banging on a fire extinguisher very often. Yeah. Um, but these are fun. It was fun and like that's a good concert. I just feel like it's a little. If you made. If you then said to Jeff Lynn, hey, now make something up, he would not know what to do. He, he would run yeah, away. I think that's true. Another joke that I made. Early in the ceremony, before I realized that yes was a come in, and what that meant was, wow, they get to play two songs. I think Mr. Blue Skies counts as four songs. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and you just wait. <laughs> yeah, you wait oh, for the kings boy. of playing fucking nine-minute songs. Uh, my only other stray observations are that uh, Jeff Lynn does a good job of hiding his age by wearing uh, very huge sunglasses, having facial hair, and then a big mop top of hair. Um, Probably not the natural color of facial hair. Ooh, either. no, no, no. I there's, wouldn't imagine. Wait, you can dye your beard, too. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> wait a second, what? Um, it's just... The, any color the, you the want? The indignity of dyeing your beard. I mean, that's... Yeah, it has that's to some be bold, a hard... Some bullshit. The, yeah, to, this, to the, sad, the sad level of cool, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, uh, like cl- that clearly has to be aging. a hard thing. Yeah. The indignity of dyeing your beard is like... That's like a, a portrait, <laughs> like middle-aged masculinity. I'm yeah. very curious about what what that means for men. Like, I, you know, like what... Because it's yeah. stooping. Yeah. It's a low. It's yeah. definitely a low. Anyway, I, th- I thought ELO was fine, not great. Joan yep. Baez, uh, a package that I think uh, we can all learn from because we weren't around in the 60s, so it's hard to really uh, have your fingers on the pulse of how important she was as a uh, musician and political figure. Yeah. Good, good package. And then Jackson Brown's speech, I maybe don't remember anything because it was mm-hmm. it felt like a book report. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he has some connection to her, and it was like the first album he bought with his own money. It was a Joan Baez. But he, he, it felt a little Wikipedia-ish. Not as yeah, bad as the Black Keys, but it was just... Like, it just... It wasn't inspired. It was a very uninspired speech, but it wasn't like... It didn't drone. Now, Joe, you were there. Was mm-hmm. it longer? How much longer? I'm sure was it was it? longer, what? but like at a certain point, I, it's all a blur. Um, but I did like Joan's speech, and that was rehearsed, but I thought very well written. Yeah, uh, had she some was funny. Had some, yeah, had some funny things about how she gained the respect of her granddaughter by taking her backstage t- at a Taylor Swift concert. Hmm. And uh, yeah, she, she and she gave a good kind of summary of. <laughs> 
for lack of a better uh, phrase, why she's important, you know? Yeah, well, and, you know, she does that thing where she identifies that she is folk music, but that that is also important and a part of... It's instrumental in the uh, evolution of rock and the creation of, of rock. Yeah, and so I enjoyed that. She also cops to having grown up Quaker, which I think that really jives with <laughs> how with how she's perceived mm-hmm. and kind of her persona and all of that stuff. And then this is a thing that we talked about in the room, which is we got to remember this is early days of the Trump administration. Like yes, we really importance. thought that we might I mean, I was I was at a Defcon 1 right then, like yeah. the highest of them mm-hmm. all. Yeah, we're like, we're first 4 months yeah, still at, at this yeah, at I this genuinely point. thought like I mean, instead of the slow erosion of our democracy, I thought there might be like a giant you know, swift and a yeah, bomb yeah. that uh, blew yeah. up the democracy, yeah, something like, like that. I, yeah, I, and instead, it's been the slow boil that we are now living in. But <laughs> like the rolling boil, it, I mean, it's pretty awful. But it's not like March the, but 2017. We live, yeah, we yeah, can't live at that level April. of urgency that we felt in early 2017. Like I certainly can't live in that level it's of unsustainable. anxiety. And yeah. It's un, it is truly unsustainable. And so, like, while we may look back at this and she she name checks um uh she basically at the end of her speech she doesn't name check trump until her song but yes she, she alludes to him about how like we all need to basically like stand up for what is right in this political climate and it seems a little bit boomery it seems a little mm-hmm. 60s boomery when you're watching it and it's like no what we needed was for like every boomer who ever swore that they gave a shit in the 60s to like come back to life yeah and <laughs> right fucking like get into the streets like that is what we really needed at that point mm-hmm. it's what we still need you the know one, but, the ones like, who are around help us do something yeah, yeah. like please uh-huh. Yeah, you know, and so it, it, even though it, it felt a little like, oh, all right, lady, but it, like this I, was super fresh was so, at the time. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah. So that was nice, but then in the performance of of Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, <laughs> uh, she says at the very end, uh, I I believe the progression is uh, for me, for you, for us, even Donald. Yeah, and Donald, and, and it's something. It's it. like it's, there's like salvation, right, for all of us. I think just hearing the phrase Donald sung, or just the word Donald, <laughs> which is a silly name for anyone to be named, yeah. sung in a passionate folk way, it was very silly. But also, it was like kind of nice and sincere, and it just ties yeah. it to the era and it makes it about him and everything's about him and, and it's uh, not exactly a diss it, it's the, you know within the context of the song it's saying uh even he can have you know even yes yeah. he's he is also a person like this is inclusive this is you know uh and it was interesting to i mean we talked about this too about like we don't know what the makeup of the crowd was but you know you have to assume there were some 
Trump voters in the House. Just by, yeah, statistics alone. And yeah, yeah by, by financial uh, status. Yeah, yeah that's $10,000. You got your Jan winners. I don't care how many, like, hippies he knew or yeah. how much he named Shay. Yeah, Dylan. I know Dylan. It's just like, yeah. how does the, the, the guy who runs Rolling Stone or whatever and has got to be. I forget what he looks like every, every time. time, man. Yeah. That is He's not my... there every time, but he is. He does show up a lot. A lot. And he stepped on stage and to introduce the ceremony. Yeah, and, and, and the Chuck goes, Berry tribute. Scott goes, who's that? <laughs> and uh, Joe's like, Jan Winner. And I was like, boy, I couldn't have told you that for <laughs> any amount of money. I mean, I would have gotten there through context clues. Right. We think. A running theme is that Kristen forgets everything as soon as she sees it when it comes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, but I do remember, considering how much there is that I have taken in, and I nailed it. It's a I lot. got all the That's true. people this time uh-huh. and last time. Those weren't yeah. guesses. That was based on clearly your like. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think I could have guessed him. You, You've been like paying deduced. attention. You've yeah. been like, yeah, yeah you, yeah. There was, was deduction. deduction. Yes. Um, so uh, she also Someone plays. Someone a congratulations at me today. <laughs> That's right. I saw <laughs> that. I got five out of five. Uh, You're learning. You know who Jan Winner is. Oh, You're, You're blossoming as a person. I hate it. Uh, okay. So uh, she also played the night they drove old Dixie down with Mary Shaben Carpenter and the Indigo Girls. Now, uh, I know that. I know that this isn't what we need to be talking about, but I have some questions about that song. Mm-hmm. The it's night the dribble just yeah, it It's written by the band. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a. It's yeah. What the hell? What's it about? What does it mean? Oh, it's about like the civil it's war. It's about the civil war, and it's written by a guy from Canada, which uh-huh. is funny. But it's uh, in the band. It's sung by you know dudes from the south, like Levon okay. Helm. And it's about what, like a a. Dixie soldier, like a, a Confederate soldier, like what's happening? Yeah, that's that's He's more like or less the story. Back against the wall, the Yankees are coming for him. I was like, I don't think I've ever really thought about this song ever in my life, and it's just interesting. I don't know what it means or what the moral of it is, and it's very interesting that like protest singer Joan Baez is singing this with, you know, folk singers and mm-hmm. lesbians. Like, I'm I'm curious, what does it mean? The night that they drove old Dixie down is because to me, if I were just thinking about this song, only knowing what I have absorbed in the last 20 minutes, I would think that it is one of those laments about the demise of the South. Like, oh, to me, it sounds like mm. the night that they drove old Dixie down, it's like a lament, not like, get out of here, you're racist, but more like this poor guy, he, the Yanks got him, and the, he's got his back to the wall, and he's being driven out the night that he's been, they drove old Dixie down. Like, Ew, they I finally extinguished her bright, beautiful Confederate flame. <laughs> you know? They darkened the beautiful orange and the beautiful Confederate like, flag. Is it orange? That's a, or that's, that's the. I'm thinking, thinking of, of the, the car. Yes, I'm absolutely <laughs> thinking of the car. <laughs> Generally, <laughs> they singe the orange off the beautiful Dukes of Hazard car. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm looking it up to give you like a uh, the Wikipedia version of it's a first person narrative relating the economic and social distress experienced by the protagonist, a white Southerner, a poor white Southerner, uh, during the last year of the American Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I like you questioning this. I like you going, all right, this is an important 60s protest singer, so this song is important? But well, why yeah, is it? This was her number three hit. Yeah, mm. she she took this to number three And uh, so I'm in just 71. curious, like, what drove her, what, what drove old Joan to the song, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and just like what does it mean and i don't know i was just curious i was like oh i hadn't truly thought about the implications of what that song is or what it means yeah interesting note who listens to joan baez i recognize she's important and clearly talented and the performance was nice and the speech was nice to people who, if you like a little like infographic, every, everyone in that room yeah. at the Barclays, stand up if you right. listen to Joan Baez's music on Spotify or on a CD in your car. I would and say it's only Jackson Brown. <laughs> yeah, or any if you it. ever see an an older woman with very long gray hair. Yeah, like an art teacher. Yeah, it's I would on say in that's the background at your bookstore. Yeah. You yeah. you make your students. It's the main audience is students who are being forced to listen yeah. to it for an assignment. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I guess she also sang a song, a Woody Guthrie song called "Deportee," which again was relevant to what was going on at then, the time. Then, definitely then and not, not, now, now. not now, not now. But not was now. Uh, none of this? None of the like white Southerners' struggle, economic struggle, is important now. None of this <laughs> deportation no. stuff. It's all been yeah, resolved. It. Super it. resolved. Let's talk about yes. Uh, they have a great package, uh, fun, lots of Whoa. songs, and you learn that they're, uh, again, that they're wizards, that they're uh, elves, that they're... <laughs> I mean, Steve, Steve Howe, the guitar player from Yes, back in the 70s, looks a lot like uh, Elrond from Lord of the Rings. Yes, He looks yes, a lot like yes. Hugo Weaving's character. Yes, hmm. yes, a, yes. And the he, band, yeah, yes. you're saying and the band. His <laughs> name. Yes. <laughs> And even now, he looks like an old, like a, an older version of it. He's the guitar player, the one who yes. is on his own little island. He uh, people don't know what that means, but when they will, when they I'll perform later it in a second, but he to me looks like also maybe a fast forward motion of Getty Lee in a way too. Oh, like yeah. they have that kind of like same hairline, same kind of like diminutive wizardy mm-hmm. thing going on. <laughs> Yeah, and we we have Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson from Rush give the speech. Uh, Which again, we talked about how reverse order that is. That like you got, uh, yeah, Rush getting who in clearly a, five years yes. before or four years about before. Four. Yeah, uh, and that's the first thing yes. they say. Is the first thing Getty Lee says is, uh, and we thought it took a long time for us to get in. Whereas you know the the people Boy, that influence them, it's just come like it years took later. for it. The prog rock tributary has been opened, <laughs> and the noodley river run free. <laughs> I, I think, I feel like, all right, it's opened. Maybe we gotta close it. I think that's what I liked about the 2019 inductee list: is we are not just stepping into now. We reward every prog person. It's not like King Crimson is yeah. getting in. We and don't have know. to do the mall. <laughs> well, not you this don't year. know. They could put it on someday, though. They could be like, well, we really got to clean out the prog rock now before we let any more people of color or women in. I think prog rock is probably done. I know there's people listening who probably love King who, Crimson, but I just don't who see... Who else is a prog rock band? I mean, I'm not going to be the one to know that. King that's Crimson. That's Emerson, it. Lake, and Palmer. A, li- Those are a like... little bit Rungren, a little. He's a he gets proggy, bit. but he you wouldn't call prog- him proggy. Yeah, he, and he, he does have keyboards. Yeah, <laughs> which he, I yeah, recognize would, yeah. that Todd not getting in this year. I like the list, and I'm glad. But let's get Todd in He'll, soon. He will be in. Soon. Oh, baby, you don't have to worry about Todd Rungren. <laughs> we were, got plenty of advocates out <laughs> yeah. there for I, him. I know he's like an old white fart, and he 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 like hits a certain like you know th- this is the kind of thing they usually induct. But he's so good too. I yeah, really want him in. Still play 
Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right. He I toured with Yes recently. Oh, of course he sense. did. Mm-hmm. He's probably a part of Yes yeah. right now. <laughs> he's hanging out with them. He's hanging out with them right no, now. We're, we're on the record as as fans of Rundgren, and yeah, we both cool. predicted Good. that he would he would be inducted. It, it seemed like it was a sure thing. It was a yeah. big, That was probably the biggest surprise. Yeah, nobody uh, saw that coming. And though Radiohead <laughs> is better as a that's a better fresher inductee. Mm-hmm. They will. They will likely not be there. And Todd, you know he would. Oh my God! He front front of the line. Be there with bells on and um, horrible dyed hair. I oh, love gross. Todd. Don't Wait, like the his hair. hair. His hair is dyed. Yeah, he will sometimes have like streaks of like blonde. Blonde. And yeah, is, he, is his hair is white and it's dyed blonde? No, it's mm-hmm. it's probably like, dyed dark and then dyed. On top of it, weird colors. Oh, He's no. multiple kinds of dyed. That is wow. true. Um, I don't think the style's ever been good with Todd. If you want, like, like I like you, I love oh, I uh, uh, his old uh, uh, "A Dream Lives On Forever" is a beautiful song of his, and I've watched him playing it on one of those old Top of the Pops type shows, and he looks like a fucking idiot. He's got like butterflies for eyebrows, <laughs> yeah. like big. <laughs> Um, um, shoulder pads like Rufio wears in Hook, mm-hmm. uh, except bright purple. The style is never good with Todd, but it's about the music. It well, always I always say music. that I am pretty sure he looks like the butler from no. Rocky Horror and Picture Show. Oh, from, I don't know. Like, I think I'm with Chris Rocky here. Horror Picture Show. That <laughs> is what we I... We looked it up. <laughs> listen, listen. That Todd... That is what I think of when I picture Todd Rundgren. Todd is, a good, is, is not a good-looking man, but to mm. say that, to make that comparison is rude. It's a rude thing to do. <laughs> well, I'm a rude dude. Well, disagree. let's talk about... So this, the speeches, they cut a lot. I mean, every member spoke, but we only saw the singer... Uh, John Anderson. We saw Steve Hallelujah. Howe, and then we saw uh, Rick Wakeman. Wakeman's speech is really the only one worth commenting on. Oh, man. because my gosh. he Ever. does shtick. He doesn't even really talk about being in the band or say thank you or anything. He just takes this moment to do Henny Youngman style <laughs> uh, bit bit prostate jokes, like fucking like. Old guy zingers, zingers. Where I mean, so my okay. God. The just to to recap, uh, here are the three zingers that made the broadcast. Okay, the first one, he's he's like, I remember, uh, you know, I want to thank my father. You know, he gave me a lot of good advice when I was starting on his musician. He said, don't go uh, into those seedy strip clubs. Those disgusting, they're vile, and if you go there, you won't like what you see. So of course, I went. Everyone applauds, and I saw him. Uh, LOL. Everyone's actual lolling in the crowd. Killed, yeah. Crickets in the room, though. In this room? No way, man. (laughs) And then he talks about, like, you know, I'm glad we're going up third because uh, as you get older, you can't have as much uh, time between what he calls comfort breaks. Good God. (laughs) Meaning he's an old man that needs to pee a lot. And, uh, you know, then he starts to talk about how important it is to get your prostate checked. And then he talks about getting his Boy, prostate checked. He gets checked. a double zinger on the end of this one. It's he, pretty, pretty yeah. good. And it kind of surprised me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it, I mean, it is for sure from a joke book. It's but a street <laughs> joke. Yeah, right? He talks about how he was getting his prostate exam examined, which means the doctor had to put on a glove and then put his fingers up his rectum. And then the doctor said, uh, you know, don't worry. It's perfectly normal. Uh, to have an erection in this type of scenario, and then Rick says, uh, "Yeah, but why do you but have it?" No, no he said. <laughs> Rick says, "But I don't have an erection," and the doctor says, but "Well, I do." I do. Yeah. 
kills, kills giant applause and then they go perform their music he closes with i mean thank god he closed because then if you had to go to a more standard like you know another like singing into a pipe story if yeah. we i, I want you know That's if you had to listen to all the members of yes you had to hear I mean, what items i sang into a gutter i, I sang know. into a, a big uh, uh, science speaker wakeman's speech kills and it, in the room it is like kind of welcome like i i was there it was like fun to see like this yeti looking giant <laughs> old man telling jokes because uh, he's that guy he's the guy in the cape if you're only guy, like yeah. slightly familiar with yes like me i was like oh wait the cape guy he's he's yeah, around he's man. back for this uh yeah, do, then, do they do they cut anything or did that was there something did he get way more graphic he had another joke and it was something about was uh, it racist an elvis impersonator uh and i for, i forget the details of it his but dick yeah, popping and, out of his boner popping out of the of jumpsuit for sure yeah uh <laughs> Getting hit in the eye with he sequins. Does the, he does the Pagliacci story. Uh, uh. No. Uh, and then, they, so they go to the performances, and this is, yes, reuniting, which isn't apparent because who follows the band Yes now? Joe Quazala. But there, I didn't, at this point, I looked into it later because I thought, oh, they were good. They're really great. They sound great. Yeah. Um, this is awesome. And they're in two different uh, bands at this point. They basically split... Uh, the, the the Wakeman, the Yeti, Kate Man, and the singer and their second guitarist is in something called Anderson Rabin Wakeman, ARW. Wow. And then yes what a name. is in is just a new singer, which is crazy, hmm. and Steve Howe, the guitar player, and the drummer Alan White, and maybe someone else. Weird, but like all the personalities are in the yes, in the, the non yes version of yes. Anyway, and you were Trevor Raven is the one you were saying wrote owner of a lonely heart. And, yeah, kind of revived them when he joined in the and 80s. And you made a good point, which was uh, Scott was saying, hey, you know, I I know that song, of course, but I would never have been able to say that it was written by Yes. And yeah, Joe that's said, because it sounds like it was written by the 80s. It really does. <laughs> yeah, Owner of a Lonely Heart sounds like the 80s wrote and, and performed it. It was a group think by a decade. It's hey, very yeah. true. Hey, wait, I also didn't realize, I knew this name Trevor Raven sounded familiar. He's like this like prolific film scorer composer right. of, of Armageddon and Enemy of the State and Con Air and, uh, and other Kangaroo Jack, <laughs> The Banger Sisters, uh, National Treasure. These are major yeah, Those films. are major blockbuster movies and our man Raven is in the mix. And we're watching, like, Raven so who you... looks like a Charles Grodin yeah, character. Yeah, <laughs> Raven, they, he never looks head on at the camera. I find him disconcerting. He looks like he might be made of clay. He's uh, maybe a golem. But they play Roundabout with Getty Lee on bass, and then they play uh, Owner of Lonely Heart with Steve Howe on bass, and uh, both are great. Both are super long. Towards the end of Owner of a Lonely Heart, Rick Wakeman goes switches to Kitar. Uh, oh, I missed it. I stepped outside. I missed a Kitar. Yeah. And what they don't show on the broadcast is that Trevor Rabin and Rick Wakeman on guitar and Kitar go into the audience. <laughs> Oh, they cool. go. They go into the floor where like the inductees and like the the rich people are and are like going nuts and like. I kind really of... thought that was going to be us this year. I really did. I thought if there's going to be a time that we're going to be on the floor, it, the rich people it's this year. Uh, Maybe... they get all up into Joan Baez's face and she loves it. <laughs> What? And then she gives Rick Wakeman a kiss on the cheek. Uh, <gasps> and it was a really cute moment that I feel bad was not in the uh, 
in the broadcast, but <gasps> I understand. This is the kind of thing. Like, who cares if they don't have the best angles on it or whatever? It goes on forever. Like, why would you not put that in the show? That's so weird. It, it was maybe a 10-minute version of Owner of a Lonely Heart. <laughs> and if you have to snip something out, like, cut right before they Wait, go into the oh, audience. they and then... didn't? Oh, wow. Yeah. They didn't show us the whole thing? No. Oh, they definitely cut that. Yeah. If you're it's gonna... so funny because the crowd does come alive. When Yes starts playing, people are fucking into They're it. They're into it. And Roundabout is not a song I've ever heard in my life. I thought oh, they really? would know. Oh, my God. That's the Yes song. No, That's... their song is... Uh... Owner of a Lonely Heart? No, Don't Surround Yourself With oh, Yourself. Uh... Move On Back to Square. Yeah. Your move. Your move slash yeah. I've Seen All Good People. Yeah. Your move. The move. Wow. Um, <laughs> From the move to your move. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, I, actually, I remember the first time I heard Roundabout, I realized I'd never, I was go, I was driving to a bachelor party in Ojai, and I, so I had a lot of time, and I was like, you know what I never listened to is Yes, and I I put on Roundabout, just or whatever that full album is, and then like, just like, it was hypnotic. I actually remember like, the I drive up in s- very <laughs> specifically, like fucking killer drive. I wound up in Mexico. I don't. <laughs> I, I impregnated I several driving. people and uh, uh, takes you to some crazy places. Yeah. So that's the that's the first half of the ceremony. Let's uh, jump okay. back oh, can in. I, can I say one yeah, more thing before we do? I was looking up Rick Wickman stuff. R- Wake, Rick, Wake, Rick Wake, w- no, Wake, I think it's Wake Rick, Rick, Rick Wickman. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, I. Just in looking up, I, had to, I was like, I need to learn some stuff about this guy. Played on Space Oddity, by the way. Didn't okay. know that. So that's some cred. And also, would this surprise you that the prostate joke cape man uh, had four wives and one of the marriages ended because uh, he had an affair with his cape maker? Oh, my God. Whoa. Perfect. Oh. Cape maker. That is... <laughs> That is a joke we would make, and uh, it's real. Oh, Life. here's the other thing, though. That guy rips on the keyboard. It's he's so awesome. funny how he's casual really he is about it, though. It's clear that he's like, when is my next comfort break? But he <laughs> is just like one hand, just noodly, 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 mm-hmm. like everywhere. Five different keyboards all around him. I mean, it was kind of... That was They're cool. good. Is that is it possibly at the half? I mean, we'll find out soon. But do you think it's possible that that was the best musician you saw that night, or does the second half have some uh, you treasure? Don't think Eddie Vedder. Well, I don't. Um, I think like, is anybody as much in Pearl Jam as much of a virtuoso? No, I mean that's where the virtuosos are. It's, yeah, yeah, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet. I mean, I will say the guitar player at for... At what cost? The gu- Neil Sean, the guitar player for Journey, is an underrated guitar player. Oh, that's right. He's yeah, really yeah. good. That's true. Uh, and then Steve Perry's obviously one of the great rock vocalists. But... Uh, but we'll talk about that when we get to Journey. Uh, yeah. In three hours. Now the Journey continues. All right. We will be <laughs> right back. Hey guys, so this episode is going to be a two-parter. Uh, we are going to review the second half of the ceremony next week because we went a little long with this one. So uh, thanks so much for listening. Of course, you can you know where to follow us and all that. Uh, and we will see you next week with the second half of the 2017 That's ceremony. That's an actual plot twist. Wow. I, yeah, wow, incredible. It's probably my fault. I like to talk a lot. My podcast is very long, and I made this one long. Scott's a jerk. All right, we'll see you guys next <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.